Luke Eggebraten. I just wanted to take a quick second uh, to thank our episode four sponsors, and that's Turf Wars Racing. Uh, Turf Wars is a one-day grass drag racing event located near Cormorant, Minnesota. Uh, they've got everything from side-by-sides, ATVs, dirt bikes, pit bikes, uh, even lawnmowers. Uh, line them up side-by-side and race all day. They've also got uh, food trucks, ice cream truck, trophies, a uh, little bit of everything at Turf Wars. So we just want to say a huge thanks to Turf Wars Racing for sponsoring this video. And uh, we really appreciate you guys. They've got their big event coming up on June 5th. And you can find out more details on their Facebook page. And that's Turf Wars Racing. And with that, I want to introduce our fourth guest, a big time guest. I'm super excited about this. Uh, he actually helped me uh, before I had even started phaser marketing. So I have a lot of respect for him. I'd like to welcome on Jimmy Slagle. How are we doing, man? Doing well. Thanks Luke, for having me. And I'm, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to just spark good conversations. Oh man. I love this. So, uh, for people that, um, you know, don't know who you are or don't know our relationship, I guess if you could kind of just dive in, uh, maybe what you do currently, and then we can kind of backtrack and talk about like how we first started talking. Sure. Um, yeah. So, so like Luke mentioned, um, we got in contact a while ago and, um, I started up a digital marketing agency in 2019, a couple pivots later, and now we are a TikTok marketing agency. So we help brands grow, um, on TikTok either organically or through the pay platform. Um, as that's starting to expand. And so it's a lot of fun. We get to make TikTok videos for a living, which, you know, you can't, can't complain about that too much. Dude. So I got to ask, like, what's it like? I mean, I'm sure in a million years, you could have never seen yourself like making TikToks for work and especially like your own business. Uh, what is that like day to day? It's honestly just a lot of fun. I mean, I think people assume that it's not like very structured or whatever, but right. like the processes that we have to follow are crazy. Um, you know, we have to make 20 to 30 videos a month for our clients because that's what we've seen to get traction on TikTok. And so um, we have to follow a pretty, pretty strict process of like what gets done Monday for each client, Tuesday, Wednesday, and um, try to automate as much as possible. Otherwise, we're you know going to get capped very soon. Um, for the number of clients we can work with. So there is a system to the madness, but I think when you have, you know, the median age of 21 um, year olds working together, it's automatically going to be a pretty fun culture. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, And yeah, you kind of touched on it too. Like, you know, it's not just craziness, just filming whatever you want, whenever you want. I mean, it's it's a business and I'm excited to kind of dig more into that um, just because it just, it piques my interest of just, you know, I you know, own phaser marketing. And that to me is just like so much fun, like just dealing with digital marketing and being remote and helping businesses. But, you know, you even go a step further and kind of concentrate on that niche, which is Gen Z. Um, So if you just want to talk a little bit about um, maybe why Gen Z and what, um, what makes that so important and then kind of how you guys uh, work with Gen Z. Yeah. So when we started out our digital marketing agency in 2019, we were offering, you know, a full service, um, a full service offering. And so anything from paid ads to web design, video production, SEO, I mean, you name it. And we just realized at the time, like that's, that's going to be a hard way to scale and grow. And, um, you know, we really like the aspect of how can we work with 
um, some of these dream clients that all of us have. And we knew that that was going to be a really tough way to break in to form these relationships with, with some of these companies. And so um, beginning in 2020, we pivoted to become a Gen Z marketing agency. And the reason for that mainly was this, this concept of people really struggle knowing what trends are happening um, at that age range of, you know, 24 and younger. And so we, we saw it as an opportunity to one flip our biggest weakness, which was our age and inexperience and turn it into our biggest strength and use that as the building block of what we're trying to do. Um, plus, I mean, like, the idea of being so authentic and genuine where you can truly be yourself because that's who you are. Like I could, co I could show up to a meeting wearing, you know, <laughs> like shorts, Burks and a t-shirt. And, you know, it's not like I'm worried about this first impression because we have right. to follow um, the concept of just being authentic and true to yourself. And so it makes it fun. It really eliminates that stigma of professionalism all the time and yeah. more about this idea of enjoying the workplace and, everything. So yeah, I mean, Gen Z, it's, it's, it's a fun demographic because I think so many it's, it's the, I believe it is the generation that's really going to change the way that we do a lot of things. We can dive into that um, later, but it's, yeah. we were the first generation with technology. So the knowledge that we have at such a young age is, you know, vastly different than other generations. For sure. I mean, I want to back it up a little bit. I thought that was so cool how you mentioned your biggest weakness and you flipped it into like, you know, one of your biggest strengths, which I've never thought of it like that, but that is like exactly what you did and are doing. And a lot of that I can see in myself as well. Um, you know, just on a different, um, in a different area, you know, but with digital marketing, it's, it's one of those things where for me, it's like, look, I get to do this every day. Our team does this every day. And for example, if we work with a landscaping client, you know, it's like, you do your do the landscaping because you're so much better at that than we are and then we'll do your marketing and it just builds that team so it's like you know we're kind of using yeah you know you could say like your weakness is your age you're young um but a lot of times that can be turned into a strength especially in this space of digital marketing and even more so in generation z and TikTok and all that because i just turned 26 so i'm no longer you know one of those young guys. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. The oldest employee at our company is 24 and we make fun of him yeah. for being a grandpa all the time. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough to hear. Oh man. So I kind of want to go into, let's go to um, the beginning of Advest. So like right when you started that agency. So this is before I started Phaser and everything. Um, what were you doing? Were you in school? How did you come up with the idea? What made you want to start Advest Marketing? Yeah, so I, I kind of got to backtrack to high school. Um, senior year, my best friend and I actually bought this sports Instagram account with like 40,000 followers. Um, this is like 2017. And then how much, how much does that cost? I don't, I've never even heard of that. Yeah, so we got it for a really good deal. <laughs> I think each of us contributed like 75 bucks. Oh my um, gosh. Wow. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, we grew it to about 80,000 followers, got acquired by the sports media company called wave TV, which they're really prominent on like Instagram and Snapchat. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were getting paid to run, uh, this Instagram account for them, um, which was like the ultimate dream. I mean, we yeah. were each making 
150 bucks a month, which, you know, as college students isn't bad. And then we actually got promoted to run their main NFL account with like 290,000 followers. Oh my God. And so, yeah, so it was pretty wild. Um, and, and anyway, so, um, I went to the university of Minnesota. My co-founder went to NDSU. Um, he got an internship at Microsoft after college or after his freshman year. Um, I got an internship at a bank after my freshman year. Both of us were thinking like finance, corporate America, yeah. you know, just make a difference, try to jump up as fast as you can. Um, and we both realized early on that that route was just really not for us. Yeah. Um, and so really, I had to do a deep dive and figure out what I actually enjoyed. And the consistent theme was this concept of, um, you know, entrepreneurship and trying to think differently and trying to just create something that's your own. Um, and, and I think that was just like one of my natural, um, you know, passions that I had from an early age. And so Bryce and I would get together like every week during the summer, we'd start throwing out crazy business ideas. And eventually, um, you know, the idea of like using our, our skills that we learned from this Instagram account and applying it in a business format, um, would be, would be, you know, something easy as sophomores that we could do in college with not a ton of money or coding experience. Um, and so, yeah, we spent the next eight months learning as much as we could watch a ton of YouTube videos, um, did something on Coursera and, and LinkedIn learning. And, um, and then we just launched March of 2019. And obviously like you, you really, the only way to learn anything is by actually doing it. And you learn yeah. so much so quickly. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I think it's valuable for entrepreneurs to just start as young as possible with whatever they're trying to do and just realize that right away, it's not going to be the best thing in the world, but right. what, how you're going to learn is by just trying over and over and just accepting that failure isn't a defeat. It's just a way to learn and to pivot into something that works better. Yeah. And then when you say, uh, to start as young as possible. I just thought of like, we're not getting any younger, so you might as well start today, you know? And, uh, and no matter what age you are, and if you just keep waiting, you're just going to keep getting older. It's going to keep getting tougher, but yeah, just getting started. Uh, cause you're your youngest today. So exactly. Yeah. But cool, man. And then, so you got started in March of 2019. Um, and that was, you would say that's probably more of like kind of what Phaser's doing, like the overall digital marketing, you kind of work with a mm-hmm. client and do everything. Um, what, uh, what pain points did you see kind of early on and what things, uh, maybe worked well? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest pain point that we saw early on, especially with a lot of these small businesses was that idea that you were talking about. It's like, they have their specialty with whatever it is and they do not understand digital marketing at all. Um, and they just want to know that they can trust an agency. I think so many times businesses that we've, we used to talk to and still do like have been burned by so many different agencies out there. Um, and so it, it really makes you think is like, I haven't had any experience in a true marketing agency. Um, right. and so it just blows my mind to just hear some of the stories that these businesses talked about. And so for us coming in with like an ethical mindset and a moral mindset of like, we're just here to help. And yeah. you know, we're not here to just scam you of thousands of dollars, right. um, was, was the approach we took. And, and a lot of people respected us for that. And I think that's what helped us really like build these relationships with these small business owners and have them to just trust us with their work. Um, and, and so that was what we saw that worked really well for us. Um, again, I I think it's hard to get really good at 
a multitude of different services. And I think that's yeah. the, the thing that we are struggling with is like everything needs to be so um, automated and just like a process for everything. And it's really hard when you're offering, you know, eight or nine different services. And so um, right. I, I, th- I really do think it was just our like Midwest culture and, and like yeah. moral viewpoint of things of how to run our business that helped us succeed um, early on. Yeah, that's so awesome. And because I know I have that viewpoint as well. And, um, you know, I almost I don't even like sell our services or I try not to, but it's more of like helping these people find their problem and just showing them that we can be a solution to them. And uh, another great way for us to grow and bring on clients, because most of it's trust. If people don't know who we are and they've got burned by an agency before, like you know, I, I feel like we're different and I know there's a lot of great agencies out there too, but, um, you know, we try and build internally as well, you know, so we work, uh, you know, for example, like black iron dirt in Fargo, um, we're, we have such a close relationship with, uh, Luke Payne, the owner and their team. And, you know, we do great work for them. They do great work for us. Like we, it's a very mutual relationship, but, um, you know, it's got to go back and forth and we got to have that trust with each other. And then, you know, growing through our clients, you know, where they'll tell their other buddy with the demolition business um, about us, like that's kind of how we want to grow. And um, we found that that's a little bit easier to do as well, instead of just, you know, cold calling some businesses that may have gotten, um, you know, screwed over in the past with some agencies. But um, that being said, um, I do know a lot of great marketing agencies out there and a lot of great people that, you know, take that approach of um, honest, trustworthy work and trying to, you know, make that business more money. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what it's about. The biggest thing too, when we go into meetings is it's not us figuring out, like you said, it's not us figuring out, like, here's how we're going to land this client, but it's really listening to their needs. And even if it's someone I know, like if it's a, you know, local company that needs a lot of different services. Like, you know, I'd reach out to Luke and let him know about this company. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just like really knowing and going into a meeting of like, how can I genuinely help this person right. and offering them solutions that you would probably do yourself. Um, I think is like the ultimate method of success. Yeah, that's so cool. And I think you're just building a great foundation when you uh, have that at the forefront and what that's what you're focusing on is not so much the transactions and the dollars and cents, but more so the relationships that you're building, um, because those relationships will take care of your business um, as you build in the future. Um, so with that kind of jumping into, you know, fast forward a little bit, we're late summer in 2019. Um, I had moved to Omaha. I'd taken a job in orthodontic practice and uh was working there full time as their marketing director. And I knew that I kind of wanted to start my own business because we currently, you know, still have a marketing agency that we had hired at Braces Omaha, that orthodontic practice. And we're paying them a lot of money and they're doing a lot of things for us and a lot of great things. And we just love it. You know, we're good friends with them you know, they're adding value to us. We're adding value to them. We're paying them. We're happy. I'm like, this is so cool. I, I kind of want to do this. And so then I had that idea of like, how do I start my own business and had no clue, no idea. And I think this will really help for anyone listening out there. It's just, um, try and reach out to somebody. And I, I 
can be that person if you want to reach out. And I'm sure Jimmy would be as well. If you have any questions about how to get your hobby or how to get an idea started, um, reach out to us and just ask. Because what I did is it was like July 2019. I reached out to Jimmy because I believe you went to you went to Oak Grove, right? Yep. Yeah. And I was living with uh, Blake Richards, who he went to Oak Grove, I believe, and he was a little bit older. And I just saw that, you know, Jimmy, you'd started your um, marketing agency at the time. It was AdVest. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. So I'm like, I'm just going to reach out and see uh, what he says. And and uh, maybe on your end, it didn't seem like you really said much that changed anything or, you know, it wasn't life changing. But to me, it really meant a lot. And you really helped me um, with my direction because I was one man. I was just like throwing ideas together and, you know, I, I asked you, I'm like, what is one thing that, you know, you wish you could go back on to save you some time. And then, you know, you could tell me because I'm six months behind you. And, and, uh, it was so cool because you said outsourcing. And at the time I had no idea what outsourcing even was. And so, you know, I think I went to fiverr.com. You'd recommended that. And, and I was like, okay. Cause at the time I was just going to learn how to build a logo build a logo and do all that stuff, which, which would have been good, but it would have taken me a long time. So went to Fiverr, paid 30 bucks, got a sweet logo and it's the one we use today. It's just the PM and I love it. So, um, the moral of that story is you saved me probably hours or days working on something or trying to figure something out. Um, when you just kind of pointed me in the right direction. So I think that just shows the importance of reaching out to other people and having that humility saying like, I don't know the answers to the, to this. And I should reach out to somebody that maybe they don't have the, the answer, but they can maybe point me to somebody that does. So uh, I just want to say, yeah, I really, really appreciate that because now we're sitting here today, still having the same conversation. So. Hey Luke. Um, yeah. That's my favorite thing in the world to do. Nothing excites me more than just being able to help people with problems that I had and just, you know, help guide them in the right direction. Because I, I would say that that's, you know, one of the biggest things that I've learned is that every single person you meet with is going to give you some piece of advice that's either going to help you have a clear vision about what you're trying to accomplish, help save you time, or at least help you meet a person that can do one of those things. And so, networking is seriously one of the biggest things that a young entrepreneur can do. Um, and the more people that you can get connected with, I think like the faster your business is going to grow. Yeah, for sure. No, I love that. Um, so, you know, with that, I'm going to kind of change gears here a little bit. So I want to hear more about, well, actually I'm going to go back a step. So um, let's talk about LinkedIn uh, because <laughs> You know, I've I've heard you guys, Trendy. You talk about Facebook and uh, your your thoughts on that, and then you talk about you know Instagram and stuff. But what are your thoughts on LinkedIn, and uh, how has that helped or hurt you in your professional career? Honestly, LinkedIn has been a game changer for me. I started posting consistently a little over a year ago. Um, consistently meaning like four or five times a week, um, and. LinkedIn really made me realize that you don't need to just focus on one geographic location to work with people or to network or to meet new people. And I think I was kind of stuck in that mindset 
right away. It was like, Oh, you know, what businesses in Fargo am I going to work with and everything, which I mean, that's great. Like I love Fargo, but LinkedIn opens your eyes, this idea of just learning from so many different people, connecting with so many unique people, meeting other people that are doing similar things to you. Um, and so, yeah, LinkedIn was a game changer for us. Um, like connecting with a lot of our ideal clients now, like mm -hmm. their founders on LinkedIn isn't a weird thing. Um, and yep. so I just think the power of one, LinkedIn is a platform where I, I seriously think it's like 90 some percent of the people um, consume the content rather than create the content, yeah. which leads to an effect of your content being seen by way more people, unlike Instagram or Facebook, where it's you know very much so not the case. Um, and so in terms of just like trying to, you know, speak your voice and kind of get your message across of what you're trying mm -hmm. to do, I think LinkedIn is one of the better platforms that you can do that from an, an organic standpoint. Yeah. So, uh, would you say that Facebook and Instagram are more saturated than LinkedIn and TikTok compared to like, you know, as far as posting content? I would say that for sure. Um, you know, for, for me, it's like the brands that we work with they put so much energy into like the paid side of things um, mm -hmm. on Facebook, Instagram and all this. And I think there's nothing more powerful than building an organic audience because those are people that genuinely care about what you're trying to do and are excited about the content you post, which that's like every business's dream. Um, and, you know, you want to do that in the most efficient way possible. And that will usually come through, I'd say TikTok is the best right now for brands, but yeah. if you're someone that is looking to become a quote unquote influencer, um, then I think it's TikTok or LinkedIn. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. And um, we don't have to get into it too much, but I know the LinkedIn is coming out with their creator mode. Uh, they're kind of slowly rolling that out. And then TikTok as well, you know, has that creator mode and it's, you know, similar to YouTube and, you know, they're, they're paying people to be these content creators. So I think um, you know, it's just that, and that's a whole separate business too, as far as being an influencer. Um, I kind of want to jump into, uh, as you're talking about what you guys do and TikTok marketing and all of this, uh, it just got me thinking, so what would be like a perfect client or a perfect referral for you guys as far as a business? Yeah. So the clients that we have found success in, um, is going to be D to C direct to consumer um, brands, typically consumer goods that do anywhere from 40 or five to 40 million in revenue. Um, and so a lot of times it's like a product that's a little more unique, like think Shark Tank-esque products. Um, yeah. Those are usually the people that we're going after as like naturally they'll just have a better chance of going viral than, yeah. you know, like a t-shirt company or something that a right. lot of people are trying to replicate. Um, so kind of like those life hack sort of products, um, is, is who we, we've been, you know, working with a couple of them. One of them is probably our favorite. It's, um, the big blanket, which is like a 10 foot I by 10 that. foot blanket. Yeah. That is yeah, awesome. So, yeah. That's, that's a really fun client, um, that we've, we've, uh, we've been working with. We're just finalizing the contract now for the drop stop, which is like this device that goes in between your car seat and your middle console. And it like oh, stops things from yeah. falling. That was on that was on Shark Tank, wasn't that like one of the yeah. most successful or one of the most? But um, yeah, they've done amazing, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they've done really well. So we're just finalizing the contract to become become yeah. creating content with them. Um, the perfect gene. We're just going to start to roll out our content there, which is like 
think bird dogs or um, yeah. chubbies-esque marketing, but this is for jeans. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like it, wow. it's those clients that like, are you really just sold, you just sold me on three products right there. <laughs> that is, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And like those products, they're very creative companies to work with in general. So, yeah. you know, it's not like we are trying to create boring ish content, but it's fun. It's exciting and trend based. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever had to say no to a client, like somebody who really wants to work with you and they're like, you know, Hey, we want TikTok marketing. We think it'd be great for our business. And you just have to say like, this isn't the right time. Have you ever had to like say no to anyone? Yeah. Early on when you're just trying to like work with people, start to build case studies. Um, we, we worked with a couple companies where now we realize like they almost need to have that effect in order for it to be successful. And, um, you know, right now it's such a pivotal point for us is to build case studies of success and it's going to mm -hmm. slow us down if there's, you know, three or four clients that we're working with that probably aren't going to generate us the results that we know that we can get. Um, right. and so, yeah, like I, I would say it's more like the, let's see here, two companies, um, we've just had to say like, Hey, like we really like you guys and everything, but I just don't think this is the right fit um, for us to work together. Um, and now we know that and are very selective on who we work with. The fun thing too, though, is, is we're able to work with, um, I think nonprofits too is another area that we want to mm -hmm. um, start to expand upon into. So we work with Adam Martin at F5 Project, which they yeah. help um, formerly incarcerated people come back and live like a normal lifestyle. And so like making videos about the stories of the employees that work there is super powerful. Um, and that's something that all just brings us fulfillment in what we do and kind of adds like that, that aspect of giving back. And so it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think that's what it's all about. I I've enjoyed that the most out of running phaser and just having uh, a platform, I guess, or a business. And uh, it's just that giving back part. I mean, you know, I've said it before, like if I had, zero business acumen i just give it all away and uh because that's really what fires me up and what gets me out of bed is is um giving back or helping people like we've talked about um uh, that's really cool i didn't know that you guys were doing um that program and i think it's uh it's something that should be shared you know with everyone and that's what you guys are there to do is like share their stories and uh get it out there so um that's really cool though yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, again, like I, I genuinely don't think it's too difficult to try to make money throughout someone's life. Um, mm -hmm. And you kind of get to a point where you realize that money doesn't bring happiness and what brings joy is the concept of, you know, giving it back and, and helping to support these causes that are really looking to change the world. And so, um, yeah, I mean, business is business, but there are people out there that are really struggling and it's way more yeah. you know, impactful to just try to help out those causes. Right. And the great thing that you're doing is that you don't have to separate business and fundraising or business and charity. You're like, you can just combine them together and like set that as your foundation of, um, you know, I want to help with, through my business and with my business and, uh, help these people and help these organizations. So you don't have to, you know, separate them and say like, Oh yeah, I run my business these days and these hours. And then on these days I volunteer and help out, but you can really combine the two, uh, which is exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But cool, man. Well, um, 
one of my last topics I got to um, address here. So the Gary V challenge on LinkedIn. I mean, this has been, I mean, obviously I've seen it every day. So this has been awesome. So talk a little bit about that, how you got started with the Gary V challenge, what it is and uh, where you're at today. Yeah. So um, I started this early December and it really was like, we were about to launch Trend Z and I just like come to this realization of how much I loved entrepreneurship and, you know, really found it to be my calling. And 2017 is when I really started to hear about Gary V quite a bit. And I started to just follow his principles, his philosophies. And it seemed like every single situation that I kind of went through, he always had like this wisdom that was like eye-opening to me about, um, about it. Like college, for example, I ended up not finishing um, this should have been my senior year of college, but I decided to just focus on the business, like starting doing a job where I would make pretty good money, um, but I did not yeah. enjoy it at all. And like, so like there was just these themes that he was preaching that were um, just so consistent in my life. And so I, I wanted to make it my goal of like to meet him. And it was more than just like this, like, yeah, I could go out there and like, you know, right. wait outside his office and he'd be like, hey, what's up? And then, you know, get a right. quick picture and leave. But I wanted something that was more impactful and like that he would recognize as well. And so um, I had Bailey uh, <laughs> Photoshop an image of um, Gary V and me. Uh, and, and it looks like we're standing right next to each yeah. other. Um, and I posted the same picture every day for 150 days straight now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we'll see. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's seen it already. And it's one of those things of like, he thinks, yeah, maybe he just yeah, wants he, to rack it up. He wants you to get to like 300. No. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Maybe, uh, maybe he's got a number in his head. He's like 164. I'm going to reach out to this Jimmy guy and uh, we're going to make this happen. There we go. Hey, Luke, if it's 164. Um, I'll find something fun that, that I can do to, uh, to Dude, give you the credit for it. Lock it in. So yeah, we're going to need help with everyone listening. Uh, 164, it probably puts us like seven days from when this video will go live or so. I don't know the exact date, but you'll let me know. All right. Perfect. <laughs> but awesome. No, I, I love that. I just love, um, one of the biggest things that I, I love about you doing that is um, you're not really worried about what other people think and you're, you know, you're putting yourself out there. Uh, you're doing something different. That's eye-opening, eye-catching, but also it's just, you're kind of just doing what you want to do. And that is one of the biggest things that I've, um, learned, or I guess like have become comfortable with is just putting stuff out there that I want to put out there or things that, um, you know, I'm not worrying about like, who's going to like this, what are people going to think, um, but really just trying to be myself. And so I think, uh, I think it was really cool that you did that. And I know it's going to hit on a day 164. And, um, you know, you're gonna have to buy me a drink or something. Yeah, easily, maybe a couple. Oh, I love it. But cool, man. Well, um, so that's kind of all we've got today. You know, I appreciate you being on phaser Friday. This is our fourth episode. Um, I learn so much every single episode and it's just so fun to sit down with, uh, entrepreneurs and business owners and people that, you know, I can connect with and also the listeners can connect with. And, um, really our biggest goal with phaser Friday is just trying to break down the barriers of talking about this stuff, talking about entrepreneurship, starting a business, um, maybe turning your hobby into a business and, uh, and also give 
the, you know, you guys a chance to just talk about your business. And um, so it's just a really fun thing. It's one of my favorite things we're doing at Phaser Marketing. You know, it's just, uh, it's just fun to talk about entrepreneurship and small business. It's something I know you and I are very passionate about. Uh, so it's always a pleasure to sit down and talk about this. Um, and I guess my final question uh, would be, you know, if somebody wanted to contact you, either you personally or Trend Z, you know, talk about business, uh, what would be the best way to find, you know, Trend Z either through social media or your website, or what would be the best way to find you guys? Yeah, I mean, all of our social media, we mainly use Instagram and TikTok as a company, um, which is just trend underscore Z underscore team on both of them. Um, reach out to me on LinkedIn individually if you want. Um, that's always an option. I'm really active there. Um, but yeah, I mean, email is just my name and then at trendzteam.com. So um, yeah, if, if you have any questions too about TikTok, like, like we talked about earlier, you know, don't assume that you reaching out is just to work with us because if you're yeah. genuinely interested about TikTok or how it could help you or just different ideas, like I'm all for brainstorming um, whether you work together or not. So it's all about, yeah. it's all about that mentality. That is awesome. I love that. So yeah, once again, I appreciate you being on, you know, I'm excited to uh, get this video out there and kind of show everyone, but we'll have all your contact info um, on our website. And uh, so people can reach out to you and uh, make sure they ask you questions about TikTok and really anything else small business related. And just so they know that it's an open door and they can ask you or myself uh, any questions moving forward. So Jimmy, I appreciate it, man. I hope you have a great weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you, Luke. All right. See you, man. See you.